Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. In this episode and the following episode, Josh and I are going to talk about what it really means for us as a church to live into one of our key distinctives, and that is justice and mercy matter. And when we say justice and mercy matter, this is what we mean as a church. We seek to display God's heart for justice by pursuing gospel reconciliation across racial, economic, generational, and political divides, and by being a blessing to the least of these in our community, the immigrant, trafficked, poor, abused, overlooked, addicted, widowed, and especially to the unborn and the orphan. So Josh and I want to talk about what does that look like uh, in light of our current cultural moment for us as individual Christians and us corporately as a particular local church family. So we want to talk about ethnicity and race and partiality. What does God's word have to say? How do we think about these things as Christians? How do we live in view of the gospel? How do we adorn the gospel in these things? So our intent is that this is a helpful conversation, that it spurs on real conversation um, amongst us as fellow GBC church members, and we would welcome any questions or comments or ideas that uh, may spark for you in hearing this podcast discussion. So Gresham Bible Church, I hope this is an encouragement uh, for you as you press into living out the gospel in our particular time and place. We're here for season two, our first uh, official episode of season two of Life Together. We have an amazing new setup here in the community room. Uh, we're sitting on couches. What it's do you think, amazing. Josh? Yeah, what do you think of the new podcast setup here? I think Jordan's been great. And this is really comfortable. So, yes. yeah. Jordan has uh, definitely upgraded the podcast system here. It feels kind of intimidating. It feels like we actually are now supposed to do good at this yeah yeah, yeah. i don't like how that I feels need, we need to lower these expectations we definitely somehow. need to lower the bar i don't know how but for sure well yeah. maybe we will on this episode so here we go <laughs> yes all Let's right just lower the expectations <laughs> yep. right out of the game that's, that's the great. goal that's the goal yeah. yeah well when we talked about recently on some things we want to talk about coming up here on life together we just led with and i hope we were really clear about hey here's some things as a church family that we're seeing or we're hearing from people that are things we want to lean into, we want to talk about, um, we want to be a church family who we can talk about things and not feel afraid of being canceled or uh, things of that nature. So that's kind of the backdrop, but where we're coming into today's conversation. So uh, we want to talk about race, ethnicity, impartiality, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Diversity. Diversity. Yeah. Yep. Josh, what comes to mind? Why do we want to talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, I, th I think uh, we well, want feels like the wrong word. I think <laughs> if we're being really honest, right? Yeah. Because um, and that also leads into why we want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because I think people, everyone's, um, we're all bombarded with this conversation and trying to gain understanding of different people and different people's worldviews and um, how as a church we are called and we have great precedent to to lean into um, diversity and um, we believe you know uh, we'll see in a minute you know that all nations Jesus is 
purchase people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Yeah. Right? So we care about this as Christians, but yet there is this fear around having the conversation or talking about it or growing and learning and being sharpened in our thinking about how to to love people and understand where people are coming from. And it's just a really hot, divisive topic, right? That yeah. people just, I think, have a lot of fear. I know I do mm-hmm. about saying the wrong thing or being misunderstood or being misrepresented. And so um, we just think, yeah, fundamentally then we want to have these conversations to better help shepherd the church as a whole into how to think through these things and live these Mm -hmm. things out um, in our convictions and what they should be as Christians. So we want to help the church think through these things. Um, But we also, I think, want to just create a way for people to hear how maybe to talk about these things. Yes. And because we want to hear, we want to hear people talk about these things more. Um, Cause I don't know about you, but it really seems to me that people are maybe talking online, social media wise, maybe, which we get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or they're talking into in relational, like in-person ways with people who they know already kind of uh, in, in a confirmed way, seeing the world exactly the way they are. Yep. Right. And they see a similar enemy or whatever it is. And so what we need to kind of break down those walls a little bit and just have a bigger conversation. Yes. And we want GBC to be a place where that's safe and welcomed and that kind of thing. So, yeah, no, totally. I love that. I'm so thankful that we have this opportunity to have a church podcast, to have these kind of conversations, another vehicle for discipleship, and just to kind of totally. set the ground rules or values that we want to be a church family who's open, transparent. It's okay to talk about things, to lean into that together and see what God's word has to say, how the gospel applies to it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you just entering this conversation. If I'm being really transparent, I have some concerns or fears as well. Yeah, what's part of it is just this platform itself, a podcast. Um, Life Together is intended for Gresham Bible Church as a church family, but it can be, you know, someone could find it wherever. I don't want to be misunderstood by our church family or by anyone else Mm -hmm. in terms of this issue. It feels like uh, people have these lenses on and glasses and they put people into categories or compartments or tribes. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage us as a church not to be like that. And Mm -hmm. so if we're going to have this conversation, uh, I hope it prompts real conversations with people who listen to the podcast. Hey, what do you guys think about this? What about this? Let's have those kind of conversations in Mm -hmm. a way that's gracious and adorned the gospel and not cancels people, doesn't label people. So yeah, if I'm being honest, I have uh, fear, maybe it's too strong of a word, but definitely concerns. Uh, I don't want to be misunderstood yeah. in this, you know? I would imagine though that like what kind of what I was saying, and then especially what you're saying, in my conversations, individual conversations with people, I bet the vast majority of people in our church resonate with that. Oh yeah. Same thing, you know, because I think people want to grow in this. They want to maybe talk about it. They mm-hmm. want to feel like they can. But it's hard to really open up and even begin to talk and begin to listen. If you're like, what if I ask the wrong question? What if I use the wrong term? Or yeah, what if I totally. say something, people go, oh, you're in this area, in this camp, and uh, that's not mine. And so now you're my perceived enemy. Whatever it is, like, it's just, there's, again, there's so much fear around it. I think acknowledging that yeah. uh, is really important. That's so good. So, yeah, it feels like a release valve to even be able to yeah. talk about it. Hey, let's just talk about it. And that'll be a helpful yeah. thing. So, Well, I, I won't judge you, Mike. So, and, uh, <laughs> thank you. And if it's horrible, Jordan can just like not publish this episode True. or, or it'll accomplish our goal of lowering the expectations. <laughs> there you so go. there we go. I like that too. Here That's we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, how Two about, birds and one stone. Right? Yeah. As we've been bouncing stuff around, we'll talk about it 
uh, more in this episode or maybe later, just some things we've been working through and reading and talking about and processing for, for Gresham Bible Church, right? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about race, ethnicity, diversity, and then that's kind of like overlaid on our current cultural moment. And right. there's just so much tension and division and it feels like things can become scapegoats and it was mm-hmm. just like a powder keg. Right. Yeah. And so then as churches and as people were maybe prone to pull back. Right. right? I, so I, I'd love to hear you talk about to help kind of flavor this discussion, yeah. the whole idea of double separation. Could you talk about maybe mm. what that is and how that might apply to what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's a lot that could be said around this, but I know this is definitely a concern of both yours and mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what what happens a lot is in history, you know, uh, in the church especially, uh, we have some good examples in the early 1900s with the social gospel and with um, uh, arguments around um, the Bible's authority and inerrancy. Uh, that was a big um, controversial debate and so you had out of that um a new stream of liberalism that a lot of mainline churches now Mm -hmm. um many like you know lutheran or methodist um you know pcusa some of those denominations mainlines uh, we've seen where they're at now while that's due to the lack of um, belief in biblical authority and inspiration um and then you had a new fundamentalism that was formed out of that you know king james only um, i know a lot of people have um, even in our church have come out of that background and mm-hmm. um, have been wounded in, in that. And, um, and so that's classically been, there's another fundamentalism, but fundamentalism always kind of separates, right? It always pulls back from society. Yeah. Um, and it tries to um, create a subculture within the larger um, and not interact much with the people of the world. And so um, and there, I think there's good times and good, thoughtful reasons when to pull back, when to not engage, um, when to um, make a decision that, uh, you know, maybe it's with schooling or something like mm-hmm. that, that you're not just completely integrated, you know, with the rest of society. But um, that's for another conversation. Uh, but I think when it comes to this, what we're seeing even currently, it seems like is a double separation around the the conversation around race, injustice, um, and that is evangelical Bible believing. Okay, we're not even reformed yeah. uh, theological people um, who are now pulling back and pointing the finger at other reformed theologians and uh, basically separating themselves from even within the evangelical circle, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't just have like a separation from the world. So from other people who don't even believe the gospel, but you we're seeing more and more in our day and age, people separating from other gospel believing, even of the same theological tribe yep. and creating a smaller circle. Yep. And I think what's good is to uh, be able to point out things that we go, hey, we need to talk about this. Um, I think you're off on this. Um, we need to be careful in this area. I think those kind of conversations need to be had but there's a difference between doing that and then withdrawing from other groups of people and then naming people and then saying you're now the enemy. When I go, well, that's your brother and sister in Christ. I don't think, uh, if, if, uh, if your brother and sister in Christ is the enemy, then I think we lose sight of the enemy, you know? And so I'm trying not to use names right now. Um, 
of how this is happening in our society, but so yeah. maybe it sounds too generic or vague, but um, I don't know if this is making sense to anybody listening, but at the same time, just that double separation, it's me pulling away from a genuine gospel believing Christian and going, you're really not a Christian. When I go, well, we both share in the same blood of Christ. Yes. That's, that's wrong. Right? Yes. I mean, that's double separation. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause we want to enter this conversation. Uh, we're going to have blind spots, but not naively. And yeah. there's whatever you want to call it, something in the air <laughs> in yeah. these last few years of this double separation idea within the church okay. of people pulling away from each other into little echo chambers or tribes and then drawing hard lines where, um, are more humanly drawn lines than uh, God's yeah. word draws lines. So and yeah. I don't know if this is worth saying or not, but it's, it comes to my mind, but um, I can kind of get the reason why people want to do that. There's a oh, security, yeah. there's a safety in that to go, especially in the last 19 months with even the way that we function as a society going up in the air and being uncertain a lot of times, right? Just how mm. we even like enter into a grocery store or how we're going to be together as a church. Like we're, we're kind of having to like learn new ways of even being together because of the virus and COVID-19 and stuff. Right. Yep. Yep. And so I think that creates an unsettledness within us where it creates a natural stress to where we're even like trying to learn how to do basic things in life again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can see even the appeal for like clear black and white lines to go uh, outside of that one. Cause we can't create that right now. We don't have the authority ability to do that right now. So when it comes to these other issues, I can mm. see the appeal, I think, yeah. to want to have these smaller circles. That's so helpful. It feels safe, right? Yeah. But we have to learn as Christians to not draw lines where Jesus hasn't drawn them, right? Amen. We have to learn how to just talk and even disagree. Yeah. Um, as long as we're together on the main things that we have to be together on. Yes. And that's not a comfortable place to live right now. And I don't no. think anybody in the world... Man, that feels like they want to do it. That's so good. And just real quick, and we'll move the conversation along, sure. but I'm just processing what you're saying. Yeah. It's our current moment has even conditioned us to see people as the enemy yeah. or as others or a threat, mm-hmm. uh, rather than as uh, a Mago Day, someone made yep. in the image of God. Right. So yeah, all of this is kind of, um, I don't know, applying or bringing to bear this conversation if we're being mm-hmm. honest about it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, I appreciate this about you, Josh, you've pastored me well in this, uh, especially over this last year is that as Gresham Bible church, we're Christians. And so we want to move towards people, not away Mm. from people. Mm. So we love people because of Christ, because of the gospel that compels us uh, to move towards people. So in this conversation, we're going to be having about justice and ethnicity and race and all of it, the posture or like the intent is to help us be faithful in moving outward and not that double separation, Mm -hmm. um, being insular. So, yeah, Yeah, I think it's a huge, uh, we should have probably started with that, but I mean, just litmus test for even how to have these conversations at the end of the day of my theology, if my ability to interact around this topic, especially isn't moving me towards people, then that's a great, like you're saying, just a great test right out of the gate that I go, uh, I don't know if what I'm buying into is that Christian, mm-hmm. you know, if it's actually Amen. pulling me away from people, if I'm interacting with people less, if I feel more hatred towards people, less of a warmed heart with love for people. Um, you know, if I'm afraid of people mm-hmm. more than I am like, uh, wanting to see them come to faith, saving knowledge of Christ, whatever it is, like yeah. there's multiple ways you could put that. But if that's not happening in my heart, 
Um, and this is just one area of conversation where I think that can happen. I think it could happen around conversations around gender and other oh, ones for as sure. well that I think people feel tension around. Um, yeah, that's the litmus test, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, uh, if my theology is moving me towards people, um, but wanting to separate more and more from them, uh, right away, I should have like, it's like those um, warning lights on your dashboard. <laughs> yes. Like, I need to tune up. Like, I need yeah. to take my car in, my soul in, and um, get, gather some brothers and sisters around me, or God, get my heart right. Like, help me to yes. know how to hold on to truth and move towards people. Amen. Well, right. Yeah. We want to be fully Christian, not sub Christian. That's so, right. Yeah. 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 That's right. Well, as we were talking, we're going to dig in here in a moment, but I thought it'd be really helpful for us to just maybe call out some passages of scripture that have been helpful in terms of fueling our heart and helping us think about what we're going to talk about more in upcoming episodes mm. um, in regards to justice and other things. And um, I have two that come to mind. I'll read one and then maybe you share I a have passage. No you have no passages. Mind, so. Oh my goodness. No. Okay. I'll just go for it. <laughs> no, I got you two. Can I, I can, I can. All right. So I think it'd be helpful to kind of ground us in two things. One is Romans 12, 2, and I'm going to read it for us here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So uh, Romans 12, 2 comes to mind. It should come to mind for all of us on multiple fronts, but in terms of being in the world and not of it, we want to think Christianly. So Romans 12, 2 is important to ground us in. And then one other passage, and then um, we can go from there, is in Revelation chapter 7. The reason these verses come to mind for me and when we have conversations about um, things we're going to talk about, like justice and ethnicity and diversity in the world and all of it, is we should as Christians be hopeful in this conversation. There's too much in our world that is negative or closed system. There's no hope. You're either the oppressed or the oppressor and things of that nature. So Revelation 7, I'm just going to read it for us because it should make us hopeful um, as God's people. Uh, Revelation 7 verses 9 and 10. After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. So we have the end of the story, so to speak. And so I feel like as Christians, we need to be hopeful in these conversations. So those are two passages that come to mind that may feel disconnected at some level, but for me, have just kind of been uh, food for my soul and thinking about this. I think it's really encouraging. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I think so important for us to lean into because I think when we talk about this area um, in particular, it feels like, oh, there's no hope. There's no way forward. Like there's no, yeah. how are we ever going to make totally. progress? You know, um, uh, how can we ever reconcile with people who I, I feel like right now are just thinking about this completely off, whatever. And you're right. I mean, it's just... Uh, we have the end of the narrative, right? We know yeah. how this ends. We And then what I love about that picture in Revelation too is, uh, if my memory serves me right, um, I mean, that's happening now. Yes. Right? I mean, that there's there's people in heaven, you know, do not often uh, culturally think like me, look like me, who are worshiping my, my Jesus, right? Yes. You know, and so, because he's theirs. And so, um, I think especially... Um, one that I think has been valuable to consistently meditate on as well is just Jesus' 
prayer that he's mm. prayed before he went to the cross for us, right? That in John 17, um, that he would pre he prayed this, and um, I, I would assume Jesus' prayers are pretty effective. Um, that uh, that they um, that that we who believe in him through um, this word that we may we may be one, just as he says, "You Father are in me, and I in you." That they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Right? That um, there is. So that's, I mean, that's a really the oneness that we not only objectively have in our union with Christ. So if I'm a Christian, like Ephesians um, chapter um, two is talking about my union with Christ, Yes, that I am objectively united to Christ. And um, so if you're a Christian, then you are as well, right? We cannot avoid our union, our unity then objectively, right? But there's this prayer for us to display that unity and, the Jesus praying for that. And it's important for us to display it. He says, um, so that the world would actually believe the gospel's true, mm-hmm. that, that you would believe that, that, that the world would believe that you have sent me father. That, yes. that, you know what I mean? Like how crazy is that really that, um, how, and how beautiful and compelling is that, that our oneness is in a, in a very real way, according to verse 22 there, um, saying to the world, oh, the gospel is true. Hmm. Um, yeah, the world would know that you've sent me because of our oneness. So I love that Jesus prays that for us. I love that he's accomplished that for us, that we actually experience that unity, that union with him um, through his life, death, and resurrection. But it's also something that we are called to live into. Yeah, And I think it's something that we always experience. We need to be brought back into um, as we begin to stray from that unity yeah, and again, create lines. That's what Paul's that. doing in First Corinthians, um, chapter one. Mm-hmm. You know, I follow Paul. I follow Paul. So he's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, that's not. <laughs> you know, you're one, right? Um, Christ died for you all. Yeah, and so yeah, we should have so much hope here. Right, oh. this is why we have to tread on this. Amen. Topic: If people are uh, creating more divisions around this area, yes. Um, and if unbeknownst to me, I'm even separating myself from people. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Yeah, the stakes are high. Uh, I don't think we can um, meditate on John chapter 17 enough. So yeah, 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 that's awesome. How about, so our conversation, we're going to talk about many things, but you know, justice, ethnicity, (coughs) diversity, partiality, things of that nature. And so just to make sure, you know, we're all on the same page, this is a conversation for Gresham Bible Church as a church family. So that's the intended audience here. Mm-hmm. So, um, Josh, do you want to help us, uh, you know, think locally about this issue, so to speak, like instead of, I don't want people to hear this podcast and feel like, oh yeah, this is about everything in the world again and all the headlines and all the news and all the tensions, mm-hmm. like let's kind of ground ourselves in a particular setting in a particular yeah. place. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I'm going to sound like I'm not answering that question, but I, cause I, I am actually, um, but I think it's important for us to realize <laughs> <laughs> it's important for us to realize that um, uh, we do have eight distinctives as a church and um, in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those distinctives, and it's been a distinctive of GBC from the beginning, is this um, statement, this distinctive that justice and mercy matter. Um, and so if anybody's taken GBC 101 ever, um, have, they've heard this, right? We And it says, we seek to display God's heart for justice by pursuing gospel reconciliation across racial, economic, 
generational, and political divides, and by being a blessing to the quote-unquote least of these, um, which is a biblical term, um, in our community. So looking around our community, and we list out who the least of these could be, right? And uh, the immigrant, trafficked, poor, the abused, the overlooked, the the addicted, the widowed, and especially to the unborn and the orphan. Mm -hmm. And so just again to ground us locally, right? Um, as a church, we've we've rallied around these things saying we not only see this as being played out distinctively in our church, but we want to continue to live into these things. Yeah. Just like the other ones that we have that uh, we like together, not alone. The way down is the way up. Uh, prayer is indispensable. Scripture essential to all we do. There's like a few of these, right? But um, so that's what we're trying to live into, right? And so it's important to continually rem- remember that. Yes. Um, we're wanting to live into this. And by God's grace, we've seen some great progress and God do amazing things over the years in, in some of these areas around uh, for the unborn and the orphan and, and areas like that. Um, but uh, some of these maybe have been harder to live into. Um, but uh, but secondly, too, I think what also, uh, so kind of going out from there as a distinctive of, a church, of our church, uh, I think when it comes to this, conversation around maybe racial injustice again we're throwing out a lot of terms it's hard to know, no, hard to know what, what terms somebody terms wants to use. to use yeah but we all just know what conversation we're having totally um uh people think about just the um the divide and um the conflict and tension around white and black people mm-hmm. right um and so and that's obviously for a reason, right? Because of our history of slavery in our country, because of uh, the Jim Crow era and mm-hmm. civil rights movement, right? I mean, that's been the predominant um, uh, conversation yep. uh, for right reasons, okay? Um, and so without trying to sidestep that at all, I think, but we often limit our scope of what it means to live into uh, this uh, revelation passage you just read about people mm-hmm. from every tribe, tongue, and nation. What does it look like for us to um, love people across ethnic lines or whatever? And uh, so when we think about that in Gresham, we could almost become disheartened when we go, well, why aren't there way more um, African-American people at GBC? Um, we, we would we would love to have more African-American people at GBC, right? We would, yeah. we would love that. Um, but when you look at who we are as a city. Um, and this is what you were getting to in your original question. Sorry for the long round. No, of way this is so answering helpful. it. Thank but, you. Um, uh, the last demographic study done about Gresham is that Gresham is 64% white, 21% Hispanic, 5% Asian, 4% black, and 5% two or more races. Wow. Or ethnicities. Um, and then you have um, Islander, 1% Islander, 1% Native American. Um, and uh, there's some decimals there, but those are the round numbers, right? Okay. So all I'm saying is when it comes to this air issue, I think we can we can become disheartened in like, why um, uh, I need, I, I could feel really guilty that I don't have way more black friends than I do, for example. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but the, but at the same time, you could be more likely if you're going to live a multi-ethnic life in Gresham, 
it's going to be with someone maybe who's Hispanic. I mean, just based on the percentages alone. And so all we're trying to say is when the narrative is only around two different um, races or ethnicities, right? Um, We can begin to import that locally when Mm. we're trying to be a faithful church here locally. Yeah. And so, okay, who are the people that make up our city? Um, If I don't have any friends that aren't a different ethnicity than me, like, why is that? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are questions we want to lean into, right? And so all all I'm trying to say is that we want to know then like who lives in Gresham? Yeah. Who is my neighbor? If I'm called to love my neighbor, well, Mm. who is that? Um, That helps give me a little bit of perspective into maybe who we're talking about in this conversation. Yeah. So I, I love that. I find that so helpful on multiple fronts. And one is it just kind of, again, roots us in a particular place in a particular time. So it doesn't become again, just a conversation about theory or what you hear on the news or whatever sources you read or some Mm -hmm. YouTube clip that in two minutes solved racism in America. You know, it's more about, Hey, we're coming to this conversation as Gresham Bible church. Mm -hmm. And those are statistically what makes up, Gresham mm-hmm. and you know the surrounding areas so what does that mean for our mm-hmm. discussion I just I found that helpful to just reflect on as you were reading yeah. those stats and what does that look like what does yeah. that mean for us as a church for my family yeah. all of that yeah well there's so many questions that could spin off from there then oh, yeah. too like first it's knowing who even makes up our city yeah um, and there's all this information's out there mm-hmm. um, and then it's interesting at minimum to go okay why is that this way yes right um why is it that um, we've commissioned and sent out Virgil to go to plant a church, a diverse church in Northeast Portland? Yeah. Um, why is it that that's where the diversity um, is? Or, mm-hmm. or um, for us, it's, it's leaning into like, who are the people that make up maybe the Rockwood area or something like that, right? Yeah. And so you begin to ask these questions like, well, why is that? And um, there's really natural reasons for some of that. And, um, I- and some people might be... Uh, afraid to yeah dig too deep to know that there's maybe some reasons that aren't good for why places are the way they are. Yeah. Like I didn't grow up around here from right. the Northwest, but not from Gresham. So I found it really interesting in this area to learn about it. And mm-hmm. for those that haven't, I sound like I'm like a teacher making an assignment right now, but go <laughs> downtown Gresham. There's, I don't even know Gresham historical society yeah, museum. I think you nailed that. Yeah. I know I nailed it. Do, yeah. Are they sponsors of the podcast? Oh, we but, can ask uh, them. No, seriously, like go as a family and just uh, hang out, walk around and you'll learn a lot about the history of Gresham and different people groups and why they came and it helps. So the rear view mirror analogy, look in the rear view mirror. Okay. That's interesting. Explains why some roads are named the way they are people groups, what our Mm -hmm. economy is made up of. But then if we look through the, um, you know, a glass looking out the front of the car, so to speak, like who Gresham's becoming the revelation seven, every tongue, nation, and tribe, man, the nations are in our backyard. And so what does that mean for us as a church now? So those stats are so helpful. And yet Mm -hmm. you wonder even 10 years from now, I bet those stats are different. Yeah. You know, very different. I imagine. Yeah. 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 So they they even explain why roads are named the way they are. Yeah. It's cool. So they can explain why I live on 27. Well, maybe. Or why my road is 27th Street. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm such a dork. That is a number. (laughs) That is a number. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, That's Ah, awesome. Numbers are why. Yeah. Well, so we're just nibbling around the edges, but we thought it would be helpful to kind of have this discussion and talk about some of the ingredients that are in the mix for us to talk about it. So, uh, yeah. Anything else, Josh, come to mind? Yeah, again, I mean, I, I, 
I want to reemphasize it just because it's it's one that we're going to want to keep reemphasizing. But again, we want to be moving towards people, not away from people. We yep. don't want to be afraid of people. We want, um, you know, I know that people have real enemies in their life. We're, I mean, that's a biblical category, but we're told to love our enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's um, it's hard to love your enemy when you hate your enemy, you know? Uh, and so that maybe sounds like a weird way of putting it, but uh, so we want to be moving towards people. Yes. And at the end of the day, um, uh, our, our lives will be way off for the better. The more we just learn how to talk to people, yeah. build friendships with people. And, um, you'd even begin to say like, live a, live a multi-ethnic life, right? Like live a life where, um, you actually have friendships with people who um, don't have the same background as you, um, the same uh, uh, cultural engagements as you do, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to help so much and uh, way more than a um, an article will or something like that. But Because, yeah. um, right, we're both out-of-towners, right? Or we're not from here. I'm from Montana. You're from Spokane, which is yeah. kind of like the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, so uh, it's good to admit that you and I, uh, we don't grow, we didn't grow up in places that were these really diverse places. No. Right. And yeah. so, and, um, uh, and although Gresham is becoming more diverse, I mean, I don't think Gresham historically from what I've read has been that diverse. And so I think, uh, sometimes you can have these questions where I'm like, well, why do I even need to talk about that? And mm-hmm. that's why we want to, we look at scripture and we read it and we go, well, again, like we, we sing about this, we pray about it. We, 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 we send people out to go share the gospel with people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, right? Because yes. we have this great promise. And so as Christian, we should be caring about this. Yeah, so, yeah amen. Um, so I think that's going to be a major emphasis that we want to continually uh, make. Um, and then um, I don't know if it's worth talking about now or not, but uh, um, I, we, I think we just want to be a good encouragement and uh, ultimately give people even hopefully some good recommended things to read mm-hmm. um, because going back to the in- initial start of our conversation just now, this is such a hot topic, explosive issue. And as we've talked about, I think that's because um, people don't read anymore. Right. And so the only things that we read are like social media posts at most yep. that, I mean, how can you take such a complex sensitive topic conversation like this and explain it in a social media post as if it's that simple right great point and so if all i'm reading and if our church's main diet when it comes to this kind of conversation is not even first and foremost fundamentally scripture but is if the main diet is like social media posts or maybe a short youtube video that you got through social media post or maybe a blog article that was through a social media post or something, right? Mm -hmm. Then like, I just don't know, like we have to, we want to do a better job of like reading. There's really good books out there that are helping us think very Christianly about these things. And so I think at the end of the day, we really want to encourage people to, to uh, hopefully read some of these books um, that we've been reading or um, have read. Yeah. And, um, uh, we want to be able to recommend things, mm-hmm. um, things that aren't like 
controversial really in any way, but are just, you know, we talk about, at least I do, uh, our books that we don't have to like eat the meat, spit out the bones thing, but you can just eat the meat. It's like a boneless chicken yep. wing. Sounds right? delicious. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> but like eat this book. There's nothing in this book that's going to concern me if you read it. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we want to do a better job of offering those kind of resources to people. Yeah. Because right now, again, I'm, I'm, if I'm being 100% honest, like I'm concerned at times with how people engage around this topic be fundamentally because it's all, it seems to be only through social media. Yeah. And I just don't really trust that as a great place to have all your input. Well said. So well said to that. Yeah. And all of it's forming us into a particular type of people. And yeah, I'm excited for us to have these conversations on the podcast, spark real conversation, good books to read, help each other as a Mm -hmm. church family in community. What does God's word have to say about this? How does the gospel apply? Like that's the type of church we want to be. We, we need to be (laughs) for what you read for John 17 and revelation seven and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, So it sounds like, I mean, maybe you want to share just some of the future. Yeah episodes that we yep. want to be recording around Yeah, this. that'd be great. Thanks. So we wanted to first have this conversation kind of just be transparent and ground us in um, how we're processing it, where we're coming from. And then we're going to have a future episode about critical race theory. We're not trying to equate justice and ethnicity and race just to CRT. But I think uh, for most people, that's just an issue um, that, hey, what should we think about CRT as Christians? You and I both had questions and conversations with people about that. So we want to talk about it, but we're not going to equate that that's um, what the fullness of the conversation is. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we want to have an episode just you and I sharing things we've been reading and processing and thinking about for the intended purpose for Mm -hmm. our church to be good readers Mm -hmm. and to be formed in the image of Christ. Hey, what does God's word have to say about this? Here's a good resource. I can't wait for that discussion and just talk through some books and recommend it to people. And then if that, you know, spurs off maybe little book discussions or people talk about it in community groups, man, that'd be a win. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm hoping too, that maybe we can, like we talked about having some people on that maybe are brothers and sisters in Christ yet, um, maybe categorically people would say, oh, you're coming at this from different places. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be great to continue to try to like model this sort of conversation of what it looks like to especially talk about these topics um, and to have more, you know, we've talked about on other topics as well, but Exactly. To bring people in who've been thinking well about these issues. Yep. Um, but maybe on paper, people think, oh, you don't think the same, but yeah. there's a lot more similarity than we realize. Yeah, exactly right. And it's helpful uh, for us to hear that Christians can and should disagree. And what does that sound like, look like, feel like, et cetera? That's instructive. There's not enough of that um, in our in our current world for totally. sure. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on this episode. And again, uh, Gresham Bible Church Life Together is a podcast for our church family and for GBC, where we exist to glorify God and being disciples who make disciples of all people. I just want to give another through the transforming power of the gospel. through the transforming power of the gospel. Yeah. I forgot that one because I tried to do gospel. it by memory. Thank <laughs> you're, you. You were nailing it. I Good did. Job. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. And then uh, again, another special thank you to our friends at Humble Beast for the music on this podcast that makes us sound better. But now that we have this better studio, I don't know. We are. I don't know if you can call this a studio. I, I, mean, I yeah, we got to come up with a good name for this. All of, you know, we're in the community. <laughs> we're in the so community, exactly. But, yeah. Quote unquote studio. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, and have a great week. Yeah.